It always fascinates me when I see all these courses and all these books about how to truly be free. And they do very little to mention a spiritual practice. And indeed, there is a lot of things that bind us in terms of our our history and psychological practices. Um, so when you look at uh, some of your past and how you've been conditioned, it really does kind of explain how you project and and how you transfer. So yeah, there's a psychological process of liberation that can be attained. But even still, we get a lot of cues from the world about sensory pleasure and how, how so much, it, it, it really kind of resonates with those, those ideas as, you know, we should feel what we feel and, and trust that. But a lot of that is illusory as well because we don't see how, you know, why is it that we feel angry but the next person doesn't and it's the same stimulus. And that does have to do with our conditioning. So why do we say, well, you're justified in your anger whereas the next person, like, well, I don't feel angry at all. So that doesn't suggest a universal recognition of why this should elicit anger. And it goes down to something much deeper, which is what the spiritual values tap into. And those are those, those ideas of the, the virtues. And we can go about the world just only taking cues from our senses, but unless our mind and is disciplined in recognizing, okay, how does this interfere with my ability to truly see and perceive things without condition, we're never really going to be truly free. And one of the books that I think really teaches how to really discern is the Bhagavad Gita. Um, And so, yeah, the Upanishads are just these really wonderful teachings about the self, the Supreme Self, which is that part of us that's the essence of God. The Bhagavad Gita really just kind of compresses a lot of that. So listen to this. This is um, from the back. This is from chapter 16. And this is Eknath Eswaran's translation. Be fearless and pure. Never waver in your determination or your dedication to the spiritual life. Give freely. Be self-controlled, sincere, truthful, loving, and full of a desire to serve. 
realize the truth of the scriptures, learn to be detached, and to take joy in renunciation. Do not get angry or harm any living creature, but be compassionate and gentle. Show goodwill to all. Cultivate vigor, patience, will, purity. Avoid malice and pride. Then you will achieve your divine destiny. So imagine if all of us lived self-controlled, sincere, willing to serve without needing to be repaid, without needing credit. Imagine a world when we're not getting angry or willing to harm others. And it's really just up to us and it's really just going beyond what the world teaches us that you're justified in your anger. Instead, just say, does this anger in me elicit or does that motivate me to try to make the world more compassionate but ultimately it's a matter of making ourselves compassionate and weak in working that anger through justice not by harming someone else but being a good model of justice to others and that involves patience so we don't demand justice to happen right now. Instead, we recognize that by practicing these virtues and being that good role model, we recognize that the world, when people live by the world and by those sensory pleasures and by that impatience that it only is finite. But when we are sincere, when we control ourselves, when we practice restraint when it's necessary, we too can achieve this divine destiny that's available for all. And with many spiritual teachings, they're not easy because they really do contrast what the world teaches us. But we see that we can easily burn ourselves out when we live by the world and its teachings. So all of us, if we want to live a truly fruitful life, we recognize it doesn't come from the material, it comes from the spiritual.